We're doing it live. We're doing it live. God damn it, we're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. Hey man, how you doing? I'm doing fine, buddy. How are you? Not bad. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Did you have a good one? Yeah, we really, really did. Good, good. Yeah, I re relaxed with the uh, in-laws and their, my wife's family, and we went up near Chicago. My brother-in-law just bought a house with his wife and spent a few days in a very nice neighborhood and just had fun. We played top golf uh, Friday morning. Oh, I'm so glad you've played that. I've been dying to know what that actually is. It's fantastic, my friend. And when they build the one in... Um, well, Chesterfield. Putting it in Chesterfield. Because we're moving there. God damn it, yes. I just did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stop revealing personal information about myself. <laughs> oh, man, that's incredible. It took me just like a split second to realize what happened, but it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, when they build that location, we must for sure make plans. And so what it is, it's like a modified shooting range, if you can imagine. Nice. And they have these great big circle targets. And they're kind of set up like the, um, what's that game you play in carnivals a lot of times where you roll the ball up the ramp? Ski ball? It, that's what it is, yeah. ski ball. It's a lot like ski ball, but with golf clubs. And so there's close rings that, you know, chipping wedges are coming handy. And then there's rings further out that irons come in handy. And then there's rings way far out that where your driver and you can set different games or it's a free-for-all and all of them count as points and the bullseyes um, each big ring is separated into four or five rings inner rings okay. that lead to the hole in one yep. that have different point values so or you can set it to where you all have to aim for one specific hole like five shots and then it'll pick another one sure and uh, it penalizes you if you shoot the wrong one like all the balls are tracked and so that knows who which players uh, ball is in play and then it knows who to Man. score that's nuts. It's incredible. And it does it all for you. You just sit there and drink Bloody Marys and, and Coors Light and then just put your ball in when it's your turn and it just registers your score, your hit, and it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. It's so funny because when we were in Vegas, uh, some of the guys were so excited, like, oh, who's doing Top Golf? They got Top Golf out there. And I'm thinking, like, man, we're all in Vegas and you guys want to go to the driving range. That started to make a lot more sense. <laughs> yes. That's 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 what was going on. You know, they wanted a little bit of that arcadey action, a little more in bowling. Yeah, like the ultimate Dave and Buster's. Yeah. We had a much quieter Thanksgiving, and and that was um, really just because everyone's in town who we want to spend the uh, the occasion with. So we we started. Um, my wife worked overnight, so I, I got up and got our son up, and we're doing breakfast and. I thought, like, I think you're supposed to pretty much either be at a parade or watch the parade on on the big morning of. <laughs> right. So when I was a, a kid in high school, like, I did marching band stuff, and I was, I had to be involved in parades in the area, like, all four years. And so when I became an adult, I was like, screw these parades, I'm done. But I thought, well, you know, if the family wants to do it, if that'd be fun, you know, I'll, I'll make an exception. So I turned it on on NBC. And I'm kind of irritated because they're not getting the thing going, and it's... It's taken forever, and the footage is terrible, and I was cracking jokes on Twitter. And um, my wife comes home, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're just, I'm, I'm goofing off on Twitter, making fun of the parade and stuff. She's like, why, why is the parade even on? <laughs> so I, I turned it off. <laughs> turns, out, turns out the family has no interest in that whatsoever. That's hilarious. Um, so, so I don't think anything of it. And then um, 
man, we, we go almost all day. We go have dinner with the family. Our son is being cute and we're feeding him turkey and stuff. We're just having a good time. And my phone starts kind of going off and I get this notification that says, uh, your, your tweet has been added to a Twitter moment. And I didn't even honestly know what that was or what that meant. So I, uh, I look it up and turns out they've added this to one of the top stories for Thanksgiving on Twitter's like front page or whatever. And people are liking this thing like nuts and retweeting it and commenting on it. Like I sort of went viral for Twitter and that was a very weird experience. Interesting. Yeah. So, and, and then it was included in an article on international business times, ibtimes.com, which I thought was sort of a buzzfeedy type thing, but it turns out it's like a legit news site. So interesting, such a weird thing. And I, I was joking with people like, of, of all the things you could listen to me about, this was a joke about the Goo Goo Dolls, a 90s band. <laughs> so it's like, 90s music? Yeah, it's a pretty good thing to listen to me about. That's fine. <laughs> so I had that experience. And then, um, yeah, just, just normal family stuff for Thanksgiving, and we came home. My son's super excited for Christmas. I got my mini office Christmas tree back here. Yeah, I saw that. That was neat. Yeah, I, I got that going on. Um, we got the big tree up downstairs. He's it's all because of Thomas the Train, but he's he's excited about Christmas, and I'll take that. Yeah. On on the topic of Twitter, that is where most of our show content tonight is coming from because such odd things have have come up on Twitter this week. I thought I I guess it's time for us to do a little bit of a news show. Yeah. Uh, we've uh, we got into some creative stuff and some some development stuff. Man, I'm just mashing buttons on our game of the week here, which is Brutal Legend, which I never played, and I don't think you ever played before before now. No, and so far it's really been captivating. It is really, really cool and really distracting, and uh, might not have been the best choice, but we are sure going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was recently, oh, it was free on, on HumbleBundle.com. Yes. yes, it was. For like 48 hours, which was great, except for the fact that I bought one of their recent bundles because I saw this game in it. You know, I, I paid 10 or 15 bucks for it, but whatever. Yeah, it seems worth it so far. It's it's unique. It's got a... It's, even though it's an older game, it's refreshing right now. It's got a little bit of a different thing going on. How much did you like that menu system? The menu system for this? Yeah. It was very awesome. It was... Um, it, it was just... I didn't expect it at all. And then when I realized what it was, I was like, oh, this is... It's just a neat design feature, you know? Yeah, I, I love stuff like that. I think games should have a lot more of that type of thing. For people who don't know, it's basically a camera looking down on Jack Black's hands while he opens and moves around a, uh, an album, which has the menu features overlaid. It's really cool. Yeah, that, that's neat. Double Fine is such a cool studio. I've, I've had a few of their developers friend up with me on twitter and they're super cool people and they just they love what they do and it's just really nicely it's it's a refreshing thing for me yeah that's cool so now they're they're still a relevant studio yeah i don't know what they're up to right now okay. but i would say for most of like xbox 360 years and early xbox one like they were releasing like very popular stuff the smaller games usually like this and um Man, I can't remember many of their good ones, but it, it's always like cult classics when they when they make games. That's awesome. I need to pay, start paying attention to them then because I like that. I like those kind of devs. Yeah. Let me get back to the Twitter topic, and I'll yes. start with a stupid one. 
I, I was accused of being too politically correct last night. <laughs> and the situation was basically, um, I'm friends with a, I don't know how to describe her exactly. She collects vintage games and Nintendo stuff, and she's a big uh, Legend of Zelda fan. And people have themes for their Twitter accounts and YouTubes and stuff, but it's sort of more than a theme for her. Like, she's been featured in some gaming magazines and some retro stuff. So, uh, you know, she's got herself an audience and a following and everything, and I think that's great. So we're we're friends, and we'll just casually interact about things once in a while. And I, <laughs> for some reason, I saw this guy uh, comments on one of her... Like, it, it was a few pictures of her that she didn't even post. Somebody had collected a few uh, pictures for, like, Follow Friday or something and said, oh, um, you know, follow her. She she does cool stuff. And this guy comments on it and says something about, I hate gamer girl selfies, but when I see her, uh, that makes it okay or something like that. Oh. <laughs> and I quoted his tweet and I said, when you don't think you just said something shitty. <laughs> And, and he shoots back at me and goes, you're just trying to be too politically correct. <laughs> and, um, wow. Shortly after that, people jumped on him, so I didn't I didn't bother going back and forth with him because he's got like six followers or something. Not going to give his name out either. Screw that guy. Um, but it was like, I'm not exactly a feminist. And I, no. I would say, I'd say for that reason, um, I, I have a vested interest in normal guys being approached like we're not maniacs. Yes. And so, so when I see a guy who is in this manner, um, I, I'm going <laughs> to call him out because I, I don't know. I've just I've made a habit of that. When I see a guy say stuff like, you know, I would normally hassle a girl for, for something like this, but you little lady, hey, knock it off. Keep it in your pants. Just <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. She certainly isn't going to have any respect for it. Just, yeah. just tone it down. Just relax. So the rest of us, when we, you know, tweet with somebody, that person isn't thinking like, this guy's about to harass me. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm simple that way. <laughs> so uh, take that for what it is, I guess. But um, that that just sort of set the tone for all the crazy stuff that's happened in the last week. I guess we should start as we do every week with microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Why? What a thing to keep having to talk about. I know, and every every time I. Uh, Man, I am I am just really, really losing out on this game here because I'm not paying attention. Um, so the situation is, now that everyone has sort of weighed in about the microtransactions, now the government is starting to sort of take notice. And a state representative from Hawaii named Chris Lee had a press conference where he basically brought up Battlefront 2 specifically, just as we've been talking about. And he says, uh, this is ridiculous and this is predatory. And, man, I've got a couple of quotes from him one is like this is a trap for kids and this turns this into a star wars themed online casino designed to lure children into spending money so i'm torn on this because that's somewhat true he he doesn't seem to acknowledge the fact that it's a, a at least a t for t game right you know yeah and then the fact that this is certainly not the first game to do this, and this is not unusual, and they, they really don't market for kids. I understand kids like Star Wars, but just because the movies are rated for children, like I don't I don't think they're really trying to go, um, hey, little Johnny, grab daddy's wallet, you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, 
Yeah, everybody on Twitter immediately went like, yeah, it's about time. The government's finally going to start getting involved and uh, go get them and all, all this stuff. And a guy who I should have look, looked up his name. I think it might have been Alan Noon on Twitter. He's a uh, developer for Midway. He used to be a developer for Midway back when they were doing all the cool stuff. And he, he does his own thing now. He, he shared the same story and he just put tweet after tweet about why this is actually not the best thing. And... I really agreed with him. It was like, you don't want the government saying what can and can't be in your game any more than, like, obvious things that break federal laws and stuff like that. You don't really yeah. want the government to step in and go, like, you can't offer a 99-cent download in your mobile game. I, I, think, that's a, I think that's a bad precedent. I, if I'm creating my next game for kids or adults or whoever it's for... I don't want to have to stop everything and submit it to the government and hope they get back to me in a timely fashion and they create sort of a DMV for games, you know. I don't I don't want any of that. Yes. And uh, I understand why Twitter is super pro-government about things like this and <laughs> I'll I'll go as far as to say kind of anti-business, but Yeah. I think I think people are going to discover this is a super bad thing and I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this. I think that both things are are kind of bad. I think that the loot boxes in some way are kind of, are predatory. Um, I think that's fair. It just affects it's affecting too much of the gameplay, and we'll and we'll come back to that in just a second. But then at the same time, the government stepping in and us feeling like that is an acceptable solution to this is not okay. Also, uh, because I wholeheartedly agree with you saying you don't really want the government walking in into a situation and deciding what can go into your game and what can't go into your game, especially something that's going to affect it so powerfully as its economic system. Um, if, right. if you threw a blanket legislation over this and said you can't have microtransactions in your games, then all of a sudden awesome free-to-play models are going to disappear overnight. Exactly. And you're gonna you're gonna lose amazing games like Warframe, Brawlhalla. There's another free to play I get into. Just downloaded World of Warships. That's a free to play. I'm sure there's a store. Mm-hmm. There was another one. Smite seems to be relatively popular. I don't play that, but that's a oh, good yeah. free to play game that's on there. It, uh, it, you get the picture, and it's just kind of like yeesh. Yeah, that kind of scares me because I like that model uh, from. Uh, it's been a few weeks ago now that we talked about Brawlhalla, but I, I I like that model for certain games free to play. Yeah, and I don't want to see that punished. And this is bordering on that when you get the government involved. But at the, in the same time, to to hit companies back a little bit with this is that we we don't care about the loot boxes so much. I, I don't think that's what it is. I think that what we care about is that the loot boxes were so grossly tied towards your progression. Yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. Um, it's This sort of gets into where we have to decide what what kind of intervention would we want uh, where do we want it to start and where do we want it to stop? We're, I yes. think we're already dangerously close to a, a situation where the government could step in because of EA and the only people it's going to hurt are basically me. <laughs> I'm, I'm making mobile games and, and stuff. And one of the only real business models that could bring in any serious revenue would require me to advertise or offer additional downloads. And that stuff would all be on the chopping block if the government decided... You know, you can't offer uh, content purchases within your game if the rating is under M or, or something like that. Yes. And, and these are the same people who on Twitter who are like, oh, yeah, thank God. Go go take Indie or go take EA down and tell them they can't do this stuff. Like, who do you think that's going to hurt? Uh, it, yeah. 
if it hurts EA, they're not going to be the first ones to feel it. No, no. And because what, what you're seeing really is, and this is tough for people to distinguish in life, is that you aren't seeing, oh, you're not just seeing EA go down. You got to look at the, you got to look at the underlying consequence here. It's that, okay, EA did something bad. They were making money in a way that made us um, feel like we were betrayed and uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean business practice as it is needs to be immediately abolished. That makes no sense and is entirely irrational. Right. It should go without saying, but if if a politician is going to step in and go, I'm going to be the champion for regulating the video game industry, uh, I really want that guy to know what he's talking about. And no one's sort of backing me up on that everyone's like yeah this guy sounds legit and it's like he said a number of things in that press release that were just blatantly incorrect um about you know which studios were were which and uh he didn't seem to know there was a rating system at all (laughs) so wow yeah it seemed like i'm not really even sure what he wanted to do because it seems like this was a play directed at parents because you're certainly not going to impress young people with this. Uh, children can't vote for you. They don't care if you're protecting them or, or not. Yes. So it seemed like parents of the world, hear me out, you know, someone's coming after your children. And I don't, if when you consider Battlefront 2 the way he did, and that's the only game I think he brought up, I think that was really just a manipulation of the entire gaming scene. <laughs> I don't think that was really... Uh, an act that was performed in, in any of our favor. No. And when you got Disney involved in the situation, you can see why the draw was there. I think Disney's involvement has to do, you know, has a large part played in, in the awakening of the government to this situation. Yeah. And I mean, time will tell who's, whether this will be a movement or, you know, if anything will come of this, even from the guy who talked about it, it's, it's hard to say things like this are brought up every once in a while, but this, it was such a point of controversy already that when somebody picked up a whiff of this, like everyone went nuts. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to follow. Uh, that's really all, all the news there is about, about that topic this week, but you know, government intervention, that's sort of a doozy and that hasn't really happened in, in a major way in decades. I don't think a- anything on the level of like congressional hearings back in 92, you know? Yes. That's a big deal. Man, what else? Have you heard or have you played or have you watched any Cuphead yet? No, but I, oh wait a minute, I haven't played Cuphead. I would, I need to play Cuphead. I've seen some footage and it just looks incredible. I'm totally want to get into it, and I immediately quit watching it because I was like, I want to experience this instead of watch it. Yeah, man, I feel like this entire show is going to be me ranting into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so I bring this up because. Oh, it definitely will be me ranting the entire time. Buckle in. Um, (laughs) Cuphead came up because I follow Lucy O'Brien, who is the gaming and entertainment editor, quote unquote, at IGN. So I don't know. I don't know what other topics there even are at IGN. She's in charge (laughs) of games and entertainment. So and she posts a lot of political stuff that doesn't super impress me. And I, a lot of people give her a lot of crap that she doesn't deserve. Well, like if she has certain political views, those are just her views. But she she posted a uh, she retweeted a video. This was not her video, but this was a video from a guy on YouTube who went through 
uh, a bunch of people saying they're they're pissed that people are calling Cuphead racist and ableist, quote unquote, again. Um, and Whoa. they're calling it ableist because it's a difficult video game, and that means that people with disabilities might not be able to beat it. Wow. So that, that seemed like a stretch, um, even no, more so than calling it racist. That's weird. I didn't know that that was becoming a legitimate concern because when I was first playing the Mad Max game, there's an area on that, that that's slightly difficult, and some of the people on there that were asking for advice, which led me to comment on it, were mm. describing their disabilities, making it really tough for them to to complete and i never really did consider that i thought that was an isolated thing but now hearing you bring it up again it's like wow i didn't realize this is becoming a thing um how, how do i put this um it, it's conceivable that that that's a thing like i have no doubt that there are people who find who have different situations uh even as simple as like basic arthritis like i used to be able to play rock band like satan himself and I'm I'm noticing, like, I don't normally have problems with my knuckles or my hands or anything, but I'm getting to an age where, like, I'm not able to do that as well as I used to. So there's all manner of afflictions that could interfere with gaming. That's legit. I'm sure it's always been the situation. Like, I have no doubt in my mind. It, I, I do see a trend of people pointing stuff out like that. It, it's tough to, to know where to come down on that because, like, does that mean you stop making difficult games? I don't think so. And I, I don't know if it's entirely fair to ask a developer to basically make a different version of the game where it's just severely easy. Like, a friend of mine just got his game published on the, the Nintendo Switch that was originally a mobile game. It's called Kid Trip, and it's a it's a pixel art game, 2D platformer that basically looks like Mario and Sonic, like that that kind of art. And okay. then, um, but it's like super, it's like stupid hard. I've talked to the guy about this before. He's like, oh yeah, it's it's hard, man. Let me know if you beat it. I actually had beat it by the time I, I looked him up, but a stupid hard game. And that's on the Switch now, so you want to talk about kids having a, having a tough time. <laughs> Good luck with Kid Trip. And I think it's one of the cheapest games on the Switch. It's like four bucks. So, But uh, that, that was to say that Cuphead is a difficult game. That's fine. I haven't really heard a lot of complaints about the ableist thing. Um, I, okay. I, ha I haven't actually heard a lot of that. I have heard several times the thing that Cuphead is racist because it's it uses the art style of the old cartoons that where some of the animators did have racial whatever and they put that content in the thing and so Cuphead shouldn't exist. There are people saying that. So this, this editor from IGN puts on Twitter this guy's video who he's like, okay, let's look at some of these ranting, raving nutjobs who are saying they're super mad that people call Cuphead racist and now let's go try to find the sources because none of them bring up the sources and let's try to find out who's calling them racist. And the guy's finding in the end of the video was basically no one's actually calling it that, which is absolutely false. People are definitely calling it that. And I know that because I basically left a job as a writer for a gaming site because I was butting heads with the editor about not calling Cuphead racist. And so I found this Super frustrating. I even watched this thing worried that it was going to come back to me or something. Like, they were going to mention wow. me about this. Uh, and one of the Twitter exchanges he uh, posted on the screen did involve a friend of mine on Twitter who had been discussing the the merits of whether or not this thing is racist. And I, I was blown away by that because if you do a Google search for, like, Cuphead, racist, you find this stuff almost immediately. So <laughs> the... 
this criticism was completely detached from reality. So to explain my story, and I've talked about this briefly on the podcast before, but uh, when I was writing for Zam.com, and I don't mind dropping that name because I don't work with them anymore, I did a list of indies to watch for 2016, and Cuphead was probably in the top half of the list. In fact, I know it was because I actually just did alphabetical, so it was definitely one of the first, <laughs> which was not to say anything about its potential. But I, I looked at this and said, look, it's it's beautifully animated. Uh, the, the gameplay mechanics look really neat, and it, it wasn't playable yet. There, I don't think there was a demo out yet or anything. But I said, yeah, just keep an eye on that. It's scheduled as a Microsoft exclusive and, and have fun. And the editor writes back and says um, <clears throat> something to the effect of, like, this person was okay with the game being included, but they said, uh, you should also make sure to mention that some writers have uh, pointed out its problematic animations and, you know, they, they sort of incorporate racist tropes in, in like, blackface stuff. And I read that and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but they sent me a link and I I looked up this, um, this article on, it's called not your mama's gamer, which is nymgamer.com, I believe. And in this situation, this was Samantha Blackman, uh, on June 17th, 2015 wrote about seeing a trailer at E3. And this was like one of the very first looks at Cuphead. And uh, the whole thing was extremely emotional, extremely dramatic, and had, like, zero examples of any wrongdoing. <laughs> and uh, huh. here, here's a quote from this article, and you, you tell me how this strikes you. It says, Seeing the trailer for the, for the game this week elicited a visceral reaction in me. It made me feel physically ill. I got queasy and my head swam a bit. It was one of those moments when you are sure that your blood pressure has shot up 20 or 30 points. That's never happened to me in my life. <laughs> a, a, tr- yeah. a true WTF moment. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop, which is to say that nothing has happened yet. Uh, she says, I, I kept waiting for the next boss to be a thick-lipped, black-faced, spittle-dripping caricature of an African-American man probably holding aloft a terrified, screaming, blonde, Caucasian woman just to show what a threat he actually was. I'll give you a second. Um, this person watched the same trailer that <laughs> right. I right. Now, I will say this this was like one of the first trailers, but you can look up that, that old trailer, and it was not significantly different. Like, they changed the look of one character when this these rumors started, but I have I have to point out that this woman saw very basic... Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at it again. Yeah, she came. She looked at a very basic trailer of just animation from a period of time and came up in her head with one of the most racist things I've ever heard in my life. Like, yes, <laughs> that that was horrifying. And this article has like one picture of of Cuphead, and the others are this like horrible, like these horrible examples of racism and animations like from since the dawn of time, which I wouldn't argue with. Like that exists but it has just almost nothing to do with this whatsoever. This is this is a situation that reminds me already again where we've talked about the predatory behavior supposedly found in these loot boxes to where people are having a hard time disconnecting the how do I try to say this the yes that art form was used in a way that portrayed black people in an unpositive manner and it was very distasteful and disgusting. Right. But that doesn't mean that art is itself is inherently evil 
it was just used for that. So can we repurpose it? Right. Right. I mean, it kind of looks cool. We like it. It's kind of fresh. Can we just re? Are we allowed to repurpose this? It doesn't have to be written down in history permanently as associated with this era. Now it can mean, hey, there was a cool platformer. Yeah. That exists that had this artwork that shared this artwork. I don't know. That's just where my mind goes to that. That would be my response to that. Exactly. So, in in my case, I was this you know fledgling game journalist. And I had only recent, recently gotten into it, and I felt super luck, lucky to be attached to this site at all. Because, uh, like, hey, you're getting paid to, you know, write about stuff I love. This is great. But I got that back, and I read this article, and I thought, already, I thought, there's no way I I can attach my name to this thing and go, like, here's, here's a, a notion that's out there, and I'm taking it seriously enough to include it in my writing. Like, I, I'm sorry, like, I wasn't willing to do it. So my solution to this was I, for the second draft, I, I made all the edits they wanted to see, and I just took Cuphead out. <laughs> I was like, and I think I even mentioned, like, I would rather uninclude this from the list than to, you know, include this claim of racism and stuff that I, I just don't, don't see. And if it's bothering someone so much, like, we're just going to have to agree to <laughs> just not talk about it. Yeah. So this editor writes me back and says, um, and I, I looked all this stuff up because I don't want to get this wrong because this this is bad enough in in its purest truest details. The the person says I'm I'm a little sorry to see Cuphead go. Despite the issues some critics have raised with its art style, it is definitely a game many are looking forward to. Even if I can completely understand and want writers to acknowledge, there are good reasons for being eh about it. So perhaps we can slip it back in as a new honorable mention and just include a quick one-line acknowledgement of the Not Your Mama's Gamer articles that have discussed the context. And this struck me, at this point, a little less of a helpful suggestion and sort of an instruction, like put this back in, because, you know, I, I can't get paid until this thing goes up, and I can't, it, it won't go up until I do what they ask. So... Um, At this point, I can either go, I'm not comfortable with this, I'll just write something else and just throw this in the waste paper basket, or I can just do what they want. So, And it, it, yeah. it struck me that two times this person named the exact same source, which is basically a blog. Hmm. So I, I basically did it. I added Cuphead back, and you can find this on the internet now. It's it's on that list as like an honorable mention. And I put in what I thought they basically wanted to see about the the racism thing because at this point i'm like listen i don't i don't agree with you guys about this but i do intend to get paid yeah and i don't i don't intend to ruin this over this one thing even though i should have said you guys can forget it <laughs> so right. so i send them back a thing and then i find that this editor changed it to exactly what they wanted to see before they, before they put it up so that that seemed extremely unethical and not only that, I was I was pissed about this, so I looked this person up because I, I had never worked with them before, and uh, and I'm saying they because that's how they like to be referred to. So whatever, um, this this person goes on a podcast about a week later and complains about me, not by name, but makes it very obvious that it was me they're talking about. Whoa! Who said something about like it's so weird that this stuff keeps coming up? Like we had a new writer who uh, wanted to talk about the issue of racism in Cuphead, which was obviously false. <laughs> and and they didn't feel confident, but he didn't feel confident about it. So I, I had to really coach him through it and stuff. It's just the most drastic mischaracterization of anything I've ever 
been involved in professionally. Like it was, and, and like that was one of the last things I did with that site. Like I could not deal with the fact that they, it, it was just like, you are going to say what we want you to say. And when I looked this back up tonight, I noticed one new thing. And that was when I did a Google search for this person's name and uh, not your mama's gamer, I noticed there were a lot of connections where this person was basically adding plugs from a whole bunch of different websites. And finally, I noticed when I opened that that Word document back up where they sent me the edits back, the registered name in the software matched the name that one of the writers on that site go by. And I'm like, oh, what did I just discover here? Oh, wow. So I can't, I can't prove anything. That's not enough to be like, well, clearly somebody's in a relationship with somebody or something. But, like, that's the way it appeared to me. Like, that, that seemed a little bit of a smoking gun there. Yeah. <laughs> so, boy, for everything they talk about ethics and journalism, like, it's, it's real hard to say, like, oh, that's just a bunch of Gamergate nonsense. That's a bunch of kids in their basement and stuff. Like, there's some shady shit going on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I am not sorry to see it go. Like, I don't do that stuff anymore. I, I write on Code Write Play, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why. It's it's pretty brutal when it's it's not a it's not a good brutal. It's a nasty brutal when um it just seems like the propagating of people's I don't know how how do how do I want to say this their creed their uh their dogma seems to be what is going to rule the situation versus just a benign article about good games. I mean, <laughs> really, it's, it's the only thing I can say about that. I mean, it's baffling to me that that would even be an issue. So Other than, other than to promote something else. It, it is funny that Cuphead just keeps coming up and keeps coming up. Like, man, what, what do you even do? <laughs> like, the, the game is, everybody's, I haven't played it. They say the game is cool. Um, I didn't review it, so I didn't feel the need to make sure I played it or anything. It only recently came out. It didn't seem like it was going to be that much of like a, a history maker, and now I feel like it's it's all we're talking about, and we're, it brings up some very legitimate issues, I guess. So, Cuphead, everybody. Cost me a job. <laughs> it's interesting. It's just wild. I never would have imagined that would have been an issue. It really does kind of throw you back a little bit. Yeah. The last thing I noticed on the political front was that... Uh, during Thanksgiving, somebody started on Twitter this thing about um, on Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving, let us know what game developers you're thankful for or what studios or what have you. And somebody immediately goes, well, I'm thankful for the developers of Wolfenstein because they showed courage and, and everything in the face of all this controversy where people were like, oh, you can't hurt Nazis and all this stuff. And that had nothing to do with the game. And then a bunch of people, of course, rallied around that. And I don't know how much you know about, like, the, the controversy with when Wolfenstein was being marketed. Not a whole lot. Like, it was so confusing to me that I, what little information I did see on it, I couldn't fully comprehend. Yeah. So, basically, the situation was that um, when white supremacists and neo-Nazis and stuff started having rallies and, and whatever, stuff that you would have normally never even heard about 10 years ago because it involved 15 people... And it happened in some corner of West Virginia or wherever. Um, now we've got the internet and now we can help each other track these people down. And like now everyone's got to get in their face and, and whatever. And so people started punching people because that's what you do when you don't like somebody's, <laughs> when you don't like someone. Yes. So that's, that's been a thing. And let me be clear. I would never support or defend 
uh, anyone who identifies themselves as a Nazi or a white supremacist. And yes, <laughs> that's that. Like the minute they act on any, any of that, they deserve to either go to jail or hell. Yes. However, and everybody gets pissed when I say however, but I'm an adult, so things have a however sometimes, or a but, or a first. You cannot just go lay your hands on an American citizen who didn't do anything yet. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. that's the entire thing, and nobody understands that. That's fine. But when Wolfenstein was coming out, part of the marketing was like they would grab a video of somebody playing the game and punching a Nazi. Oh, ha, ha, ha. You know, punch Nazis in this game coming this holiday season or whatever the hell. And so that really resonated with people, and uh, rightfully so, if if that's what you're excited about. And everybody, yeah, these guys get it, and this is awesome. And to me, I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, they're playing you guys like a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> they have taken your strongest convictions... And turned it into sixty dollars. Wow, <laughs> that's so sad. That is so sad to watch. Um, it's fine if you want to buy the game. Like it seems like it's a good game. I I never got into the series myself because I just because I something like that probably wouldn't have been allowed in the house. I didn't get to play Doom and all that stuff. Kind of like you talked about recently. Gotcha. So I never got into that series. If somebody handed me a copy of that game, I would definitely play it. Uh, and when it hits when it hits a cheap enough price later, or it goes into a humble bundle or something. I'll grab it. But to uh, to consider the developer, you're, the one you're thankful for this year because of that reason, which was all marketing and all kind of silly BS, that that was a, a sort of depressing sign of the times to me. Yeah. And and I, I guess I don't know who I would have picked. I didn't really think much about it. I was just too busy being surprised by what other people had to say because the, the real thing about this for me is it's not about the games anymore. Like, nothing is about the games anymore. Yeah. I, I still haven't even heard what it's like to actually play Wolfenstein and no one ever shuts up about the game. Like, that doesn't seem great. Yeah. I, I don't know. So that was the last political thing for me, I swear, for the day. <laughs> it is. I don't know what to think about it. It seems like such a grasp for me to generate drama that my brain doesn't even have a capacity to try to comprehend it. Right. You know? It's like if you don't like the story or you don't like something that's going on, don't buy the game. Don't discuss it if you like what's going on or everything like that. It's not winning you some battles. It's not being... It's a game. Like, if this is where you have to get that kind of fulfillment, I'm sorry. I really am. <laughs> yeah. Because these are because these are games, you know what I mean? They're, at the end of the day, this is a game. <laughs> and I, I feel like we're always talking about uh, how, how just... I keep getting killed, by the way, on this checkpoint. I can't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do right here. Where are you at? I'm, it's, I'm, I beat a guy, I knock him in some lava, and he's like, get all the guards. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, and I just can't get that, there's just too much. I am uh, trying to lead a revolution, trying to capture little uh, minions from a mine. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm in there. Oh, okay. And there's a and there's a part where you fight a guy, and then he called all these guards in. Oh, okay. You, You'll see. You, if you're not that far, I don't know, but it's hateful. Yeah, you you passed me while I was belligerently ranting. That's what it was. Which is fine. <laughs> I uh, I do I do want to mention what a cool game this is. Like, it's just clearly has cool mechanics. I think this was underrated overall. Um, Yes. I don't know exactly why that is. Maybe because they had a celebrity involved, and uh, <sighs> but at the same time, like Double Fine has a great track record. 
So I, I don't know what the problem is. Sometimes you just have bad timing when you release something. Kind of happened to my band's first album. I mean, it got good reviews for the people that did listen to it, but a lot happened at the same time that year. Yeah. And sometimes it just happens. Well, I can, I can dig that. So uh, big props to Brutal Legend, and hopefully everybody got this free when it was when it was free. Otherwise, I don't think it ever costs very much anymore. It's pretty affordable. Yeah, and having got it for free, yeah, it's exciting, but I would still pay money for this. This is fun. I, it's a neat It's a neat thing. I kind of wonder why they never revisited this. It'd be epic. I mean, when you got a thing like, uh, what's it called? Uh, the cartoon Heavy Metal. Mm. Oh, shucks. I know the one. I never watched it. Nathan Explosion on there. You're thinking of the same thing, but I can't think of the Metalocalypse. Yeah, it yeah. It was a shame for taking me that long to remember what that was i thought it was armageddon related or something yeah and this this is giving me that vibe and it's awesome that's a great thing <laughs> i i thought the intro for this was very clever how the main character arrives in this epic world it's also very sad yes it happens sometimes there you go i figured out what to do yeah no it's like we're we'll find out what happens you know you'll wake up in a hospital or something or who knows <laughs> it's like for one thing i don't know what ends up happening and then, like, this is sort of an old game, but not so old that I would, like, readily spoil it. So, I, I yes. think people should check it out if they haven't. 100%. Okay, now really epic stuff is happening. I released an army of metalheads on these guys. Nice. I'm in the boss fight right after that, but I can't get my minions anymore. And this would be another one, like, if we could just get some multiplayer going. Yeah. <laughs> what else have you been playing this week? Nothing really. I didn't. I didn't game too terribly much leading up to the holidays and the natural i didn't do too much on the holidays uh, i've been enjoying the new overwatch hero by not playing it but having it on my team <laughs> um um I, I went and revisited your uh american truck simulator for a little bit solo i did a few more missions on that just such a me too it's so relaxing it's super cool and you know i never did think that i'd see myself wanting to get into that and and I have, and, it, and it's pretty neat. And then my buddies, uh, Matt and Casey, they downloaded World of Warships, which is a free-to-play game where you play a boat. You can pick, like, battle class, uh, big battleships. You're slower. You have longer-range weapons, but you're vulnerable to the faster attack ships. And then there's all these different classes. I don't remember all of them. And then you go and you deploy in a player-versus-player -player map. Um, where you're flight, uh, floating around an island area. I can dig that. In the combats, yeah, the combats, because it's water and you got to really lead your shots and take your time figuring that stuff out, it's really kind of a medium pace game. It's not so fast pace, player versus player. There's, it's kind of chess like in a way, where you got to really pay attention to your positioning and it just kind of stimulates a different part of you. Um, I haven't actually played it yet and I have it installed, but I was watching people play it and that's what made me download it and it's free to play and i like the i like that you know as we discussed before i really like that model i really really like that model for certain indie games yeah certain indie games can work cuphead can come out boom what it is that's great that's not a free-to-play type of a game especially when it's not so progressive uh and what am i trying to say yeah pro progressive is a fine word to say it just sometimes carries a bad stigma but it works here yeah <laughs> progressive in a story and a mission and difficulty and things like that. Like the way that game is set up with that traditional beginning, middle end kind of a thing mm, free to play. Maybe not so much, but on a game that focuses really heavy on 
where the content comes from the multiplayer community, I think free to play works better. I hope that that makes sense. Uh, and I feel actually, you know what? I feel like I should make that a little bit more clear. I, I see something like Brawl Hollow, where it's a fighting game focusing on two v two or one v one brawl style type of a thing, where the content is, hey, here's some cool characters. You guys go nuts. When you have a format like that, free to play works really well. If you have a format of where it's like a story, like Brutal Legend just would not work with that model. Yeah. You know? But now, cosmetics, I'm all for. Like, that's where something that I think is a good idea to add into this game, into these games. Because I thought that about games I played growing up where it was like, well, shucks, you know, I would pay these guys like 10 more bucks if they just added, the, just changed the look of the thing to look like similar to one of my favorite heroes from something that's not even video game related you know a little bit like the terminator or something like that yeah oh that would be amazing and then uh yeah i'd throw money at those guys i've thought that before i'd be like you know just little add-ons like that and i think that would be a cool thing to see if you wanted to implement uh um, a win-win situation you know you're creating cool new creative content that is going to appeal to your consumer you know at the end of the day we've talked a lot about this before you got to create a consumable item here something for consumption and starting with a good base game a good complete solid base game you know that's what i think people wanted to see from dice and ea is a very solid complete base game and then this other thing added with the cosmetic element to it you know, I, I almost, I, I feel strange saying this and, and not to dive us back into this conversation, but I, I almost feel a little bit sorry for the developers involved in this situation because, like you pointed out, there's so many other studios that do that. Why did, why did they, why did they take the hit, so to speak? Yeah. You know? And, uh, and then I don't say that to condone any of EA's actions over the last few years or anything like that. But in the same breath, it's like, but why, why, why them now? Yeah, it, it would be hard to defend EA's actions. I, I, wish we could, <laughs> I wish we could go to a simpler time with stuff like that. Like, I, I regret that the demo is dead, you know? Yeah. Um, even the demo disc, like I, <laughs> it would just be so awesome if somebody would start sending out demo discs again. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, you know, it, it could work on consoles still. You know, I would I would pop an Xbox disc in and try three or four games with a magazine or something. You know, that'd be really neat. Yeah, but I don't know if the if there's a market for it. Sadly, you know, but that would be cool. Yeah, and obviously, you know, digital would be fine. It's just. Eh, you know, it's it's just a nice, quick trial of a game would still go a long way. You know, and that's a that's an excellent point. That is a really good point. Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to the demo? Yeah, I bought a lot, many a good game based off of a demo. Got a demo of something like Hunter Hunted from, uh, oh man, one of my favorite developers in that day and age, Sierra. Oh yeah. And and it was like you know that stuff was cool. Get your little demo disc. Had maybe one or two different games on there, and boom, they ended up being really cool and a uh, great way to explore that. That's, I mean, that's essentially how it all got started with those discs that id Software sent out. But we all know that, yeah. you know, that, that kind of was that kind of started it all. And yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm sort of, I miss the shareware days. Like I, I just think that was a, a cool way to do business. I know, I know they probably wouldn't do that now. They, they don't do that now. Most of those guys are still around. But it just seems like between Steam and Itch and 
everywhere else where you can go and take part in early access and Kickstarter and pre-alpha this and that. Like, I, I guess I miss, like, the refined experience. Yes. <laughs> I know I'm... I do too. I'm not breaking ground with any new complaints here. It's like, I I don't want to do your beta testing. I don't. And I'm a no, developer. I don't, want to pay, I don't want to pay to do your beta. That's essentially what early access is. I'm going to pay to do your beta testing. People used to pay you to do that. Right. Right. And now it's not like that. Used it's to be the a complete job. opposite. Yes, that used to be a job, and now it's the complete opposite. I don't know what the answer is. We're just going to keep going down that road until everything is crap. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's I think that's when we need to start banding together and speaking with our money. And I really hope that what this does is that the government decides not to get anything done. They they realize that this is too much for them to take on when getting involved, and then. Um, kind of just help it normalize. I want to see some normalization brought back to this, to where games are being made. And then, please, add your add your other stuff. Do that later. It's fine. We don't, we're not going to get mad at you if you put that in your game. Just give us a game. <laughs> give us a game with features from 12-year-old games. You know? There was, there's, there, <laughs> there was some really cool stuff from older games that it's just like, why can't you implement this in here? That's what I hear from the the Star Wars community, Battlefront community on this, you know? Why can't you just give us some of the features that were in these games that were that are old even, for crying out loud. Dude, don't don't get me started on how they could have just done a very simple update of the old Battlefront games. Yeah. And and they took it and made some Frankenstein monster out of out of the old thing that we enjoyed and uh well you, you know the stories like i've i've gone around and around with people about the old battlefront and how nobody was really remembering correctly <laughs> what they liked about the old games and i actually defended the first one because people had a lot of those details wrong like oh my god there's only four maps on this game and in fact there were four planets which with like four maps on each and so <laughs> nothing was quite the same as they they thought but you know it's that's a big deal (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm always so surprised when people just i'm not you know you work with me on a regular basis i'm not brilliant with details but i think it's important to know what the hell you're talking about yes and that that goes for both sides and that's again why i think the government interference thing is a bad idea because i don't think they're going to get somebody who really knows what they're talking about you know maybe maybe they'll blow my mind and work with john carmack on it but i, I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> no no it's not at all <laughs> um i i do think there'll probably be more senate hearings and special committees on this and that that's going to make for some interesting cnet viewing but man if they if they do implement laws about this stuff and i, I don't mean to completely just jump back on that topic but yeah what a scary thing i mean yeah it really is because i wouldn't want anybody having you know, um, the I wouldn't want anyone with as much power as the federal government to tell me what I could and could have put in my game to that degree. I mean, this just seems like a really terrible thing to get started. <laughs> and it's not that I'm I'm wanting to promote a climate for devious behavior and development. It's just that, holy crap, you're going to hamstring some really good people with some really good ideas and some really good studios if you just throw a blanket resolution over this because of EA pushing too, too hard in this direction and then us pushing back. But at the same time, they are bringing up such a vulnerable point in our 
community in our gaming community like we're the old guys now we're in the top echelon of the people that still pay attention to game stuff but you have this group of people that are very impressionable they're easily uh, they're you know they're they're, they're malleable and their brains and their, and their desires and when you put these you dangle these carrots in front of them that are just just enough money to make them go you know hey that, that ain't bad and then they get it and they're like oh i didn't get the thing but i got this thing you know maybe next mcdonald's check i'll grab another i'll grab another four or five loot boxes right yeah and then you got this bored teenage kid with a minimum wage job that he's working after high school and he's not saving his money he's got you know largely left alone on that and his brain's still developing <laughs> or it could be a she i'm running into female gamers like crazy it's insane to me man that's a totally different topic <laughs> It's just like blows my mind. It went from being cooties to like all of a sudden, you know, one in every three players I meet now. That's actually, it's so surprising to me. It just floors me. And then that, that whole dynamic gets added into it too. And yeah, you just, cause you know, girls sometimes, and I don't care how this comes across. Hit me. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Come at me, bro. Cue that meme, that Harry Potter meme, the come at me, bro. But, uh, you know, the young girls might be more, inclined to chase after certain aesthetics and things like that in the game in a different way. I don't think that's unfair. And I, I would say that's true of uh, young players of uh, either gender. Yes. Yes. That is a that is a more correct way to say that. And, th and then aesthetic thing gets drawn into there and you can play on a certain type. And it just gets messy really fast. I see why it would concern people because it's like that article that I told you I was going to mention where I saw it was like, oh, video games are terrible, uh, you know, or not video games. I'm sorry. Let me, let, me get, let me get this straight. It was technology in general. Oh, this is, this is terrible for the kids and everything like that. And you're thinking, you know, I was imagining myself reading an article about, you know, oh, the screen does this and that and the bait for the article. I, I need to mention this part was the fact that Bill Gates and Steve Jobs didn't give them their children access to these types of devices. Right. And uh, then you get to reading it and find out they did have access. It was just limited. Okay, check. We do that. Um, but the main thing was it really wasn't so much that it was about the games or the content on there. It was more so that they wanted to protect them from social media. And you go, okay, check. So what was this article about, about the, <laughs> the adverse effects of tech or just trying to protect your children from a public forum, uh, you know, and right. easily access accessible by any living human public forum? You know, like, would you let them go and exchange anonymous random messages with strangers on a message board of the library probably not probably uh, not would you let them do that would you let them go to some place where you play games and have these uh deep conversations with some random adult on the message board no probably probably not you would limit access to these things that involve social issues or not not issues it's the wrong thing to say because now, now it sounds like a political twist but like just that whole social media the fact that it's like a giant public place it's just that it's not physical and it's hard for certain people to really get that abstract concept internalized it's a public place anyone in the world with modern technology has access to this this is definitely something you need to protect and guard your kid from but the actual technology no. 
and uh, and just like you so expertly predicted that the government would try to step in on the microtransaction stuff, uh, you have perfectly brought us full circle because the actual answer to all of this stuff, instead of government oversight, is a uh, very simple focus on the family. Uh, you know, you're, exactly. you, you are a parent, I'm a parent, every kid who's got some payment form attached to their console or their mobile phone or whatever it is, they have parents. And if mom and dad aren't in the room or guardian or grandma or grandpa, there's somebody responsible for you. And that, yes. that person needs to understand what's going on, what that app is capable of, what you're doing on it. You know, the first time you make a purchase, they should know about it. And they should, yep. <laughs> they should pop up and go, Hey, what uh, a transaction just, just dinged on my phone. What, what happened? What's going on? And if you don't know about that, you are creating this trouble for yourself. And, uh, it is not the same as an online casino. It's it's basically something that you were always intended to experience through your guardian. And yeah. your guardian doesn't take you to uh, the Monte Carlo and set you loose. Your, your guardian goes, we're going on vacation to Vegas and you're not leaving the hotel room. <laughs> you know, we, we, were, we were never meant to just let kids loose. On, and, and I make games for kids. And... I'm the first one to tell you that moderation is the key. Knowledge is the key. Yes. And yep. yes, un, unchecked access to this stuff is always negative. Always negative. Always. This stuff just came up in one of my uh, parenting groups on Facebook. This guy was like, I had no idea that such sketchy stuff was on YouTube if you get that YouTube kids thing. And the answer is, of course it is. And yeah. new accounts pop up all the time and they put up super sketchy stuff and nobody really knows what's behind it or why they're doing it. And it doesn't matter. Yep. I was, I was going to say that the guy who wrote this, this article I'm talking about now said something like I had free access to the internet as a kid and I had the power to choose. And I think, I think kids need that. And I'll, that person is not apparent. That's very apparent to me. If, yeah. if, <laughs> if there's a bad man at the park, it's not up to my son how to deal with that. That's for yes. me. That's for me to go kick that guy in the nuts and call the police. I'm responsible for that. You're responsible for what your kids do on Counter-Strike or on Minecraft or on Facebook. Like, that's all 100% on you. Yeah. Your child, we have we have consent laws for a reason. We don't look at the, the opinion of a child the same way we do as an 18-year-old. It's not the same thing. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's much later. <laughs> like I know what I was like before age twenty-five, and I shouldn't have been making my own decisions. Yeah. And you can say you can say that reflects on me alone, but I think a whole lot of kids, uh, a whole lot of young adults, do stuff that like I, I would never tell a kid that young to get married or anything, have a kid, anything like that. Like I, I think you'll be pretty well into your adult years before you should really do permanent, permanent things. And uh, you know, when when you're a kid with a credit card, like. Yeah, n nothing good's going to happen. You you need somebody on your case. Yep, exactly, exactly. It's just too easy, you know. You got parents that use it as a babysitting tool, and then that's a whole other paradigm. It, but it's a thing. And then you had this microtransactions, and 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 again, I can see why you would why you could lean towards it being predatory. And but again, there's responsibility to be placed on all parties in this situation, you know. Yeah. Because shame on a company for. No, knowing this, noticing this, and trying to take advantage of it in any ways that they can. But shame on mom and dad for not knowing what's going on, and shame on the kid involved in the situation for not, for you know, okay, a kid knows that they're making a transaction. 
it's made very plainly known to you. I mean, you have to really, really, really not be paying attention to understand that you're not spending real money. <laughs> right. And that's that's more of the stuff that I feel like these like state representatives who act so educated on this, like they don't know the laws that are already in place the rules that are already enforced, like if you're on a, a mobile phone app, for example, you are not going to, like games are not allowed to use actual monetary, uh, you know, like currency values as score or as, you know, something virtual that isn't actually tied to your wallet. Like if you if you say dollars and cents, you're talking about dollars and cents out of your bank account. Like that's the only time you're going to see that. It may be a little picture of a stack of bills, but it's not the same thing, and it's not going to be counted the same way. They will kick that right out of the store, and they won't approve it. So yeah. they can talk to me if they want. Like any any developer who's had to go through this would be a better guide than somebody who looked on Facebook and went, "What's happening? I must speak to the voters." And that's like their preparation for this. Like I don't I don't feel confident at all, and I don't I don't like when those articles come out about like, well. Hey, you know, Bill Gates didn't let his kids and Steve Jobs wouldn't let an iPhone into his own house. Like, for one thing, that's not true. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nothing nothing you ever hear about the life of Steve Jobs is ever true. You should never assume that's true. Um, yep. I don't know why that is, but people love lying about Steve Jobs. It's weird. So assume you don't know shit about Steve Jobs. <laughs> and then, you know, you're, you're, your mobile phone is not this death device, and the controller's not this death device. We've... We act like this is brand new stuff. We've had the first Game Boy was in the 80s. Yes. We we have studied the impact of this stuff. We know what it is. And we, we just, we love getting paranoid about this stuff, is yeah. my point. And yeah. so when, when these articles come out, you, you really do need to not just hit the share button and go, yep, just like I told you, a-holes. Uh, you need to look at it, take it with a grain of salt, look at the sources, Consider if the sources are, are legitimate. Like, we went through this with the screen time debate. That's a whole other thing we've talked about and we'll talk about again. Yeah. But, oh my God, just the, the whole thing is educate yourself. Educate yourself on what's going on around you. Yep. What's going on around your child. Yep. And then, then maybe we can, <laughs> then maybe we can assume, like, everything's not the end of the world. Right. And yeah. the reason that's relevant to the EA thing is... I'm, I'm sorry, it's not being marketed to children. That's not really what's happening. That's not reality. Uh, it is being marketed towards older teenagers, uh, and they they need to know better. Or the problem is not the video game. It's not. So, about the best I can say. All right, as always, thanks to John for sitting in with us. Keep checking back each week. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, we'll continue to do fun new stuff week after week, long as we possibly can. So, so if you want to help us, you can do so by just telling a friend, reshare. If you see a post from us on social media, reach out, let us know you're listening, having fun with it. Give us your questions. We'll do our best to get answers, even if it's just, hey, what do you guys think about whatever? Or, uh, hey, you guys are dead wrong about this. We don't mind that. That's fine. Bring it on. In the meantime, you guys keep playing. For my friend John Scheiber and for CodeWriteplay.com, my name's Todd Mitchell. Have a good week. We will catch you next time.